Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP. It's called the Permission Granted Podcast. It's the show about the show, the show within the show. As always, there's multiple ways you can download this podcast. You can get it on the DA Show podcast feed. You can get it on the Permission Granted podcast feed, or you can get it inside the free Odyssey app. Have you heard me mention that before? There's a free Odyssey app out there. You should check it out. Listen to the show and listen to these podcasts. That's all available for where you can get this PGP. And can we start with a Wednesday morning show talking about NyQuil chicken? (laughs) There is a TikTok challenge where young people are drenching their chicken cutlets in NyQuil, cooking it and eating the chicken, thus getting high from concentrated heated NyQuil and then passing out the NyQuil, which is, I mean, just the stupidest teenage thing ever, but it's it's happening. FDA had to say, don't do that. And I bring this up because Pete's take was capital punishment. Pete's take was <laughs> a bunch of kids are passing out from NyQuil poisoning themselves and Pete says they should be thrown in jail. So on top of ingesting chemicals, which are over the counter chemicals, you can buy NyQuil, you can buy chicken, you can cook them yourself. That's not illegal. He wants that to be a crime. I said, well, what's the charge? He said, stupidity. I have never been more scared to not have my Christmas days off in, in time Uh with Pete, the bossy Bilotti. Yeah. I think that's a little extreme. I think that's a little extreme to call for prison. I would also say this, DA, I think the FDA sending this out, if the kids are stupid enough to do this to begin with, do you think that suddenly they go, oh, wait a minute, the FDA says I shouldn't do it, so now I shouldn't? I don't know who that's slowing up here. Did you read much about this? Uh, Yesterday I read more into it because I got the vibe. It could have been a fake story that maybe one of our bosses could send along. (laughs) So we've seen it No, I saw this a lot of places. Yeah, so it was trending everywhere. I saw the news channels cover it. my, here's my question. How many people are actually doing it? Like, Well, are there any fatalities yet? No, that's the thing. Uh, so. so 
is this for show for a lot of people on TikTok and they're not actually fully really ingesting it? Like, is it kind of like a hoodwink? Or it's somewhat harmless because it's just ingesting a lot of NyQuil. Yeah. And I guess maybe they worry it could be ratcheted up. Maybe start marinating yeah. with multiple bottles. Right, right. I don't, but again, I keep coming back to why is chicken involved? Why? There are other ways to do something silly with a lot of NyQuil. It's not good for you heated up. But what about the chicken is the draw? <laughs> Well, I guess, if I were to surmise, I guess it's that chicken is an easy, cheap food to cook. You do, in this case, you're cooking the NyQuil. You said heating it up makes it more potent. Yeah, apparently it changes the, the molecular way structure. The, the molecular structure. Mo- molecular. Molecular. Molecular structure. It changes it. Which, like a chemist would when you're heating with a Bunsen burner. So I guess it's a cheap thing to cook because it's chicken. Everybody can cook chicken. Everybody eats chicken, relatively speaking. It's not like, okay, we need you to, you know, buy a tri-tip steak. A duck. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I, I, it's I the mean... NyQuil Peking Duck Challenge. <laughs> so I just thought, wow, Pete's going after these kids. And he, and he said, Tide Pods. Same thing with the Tide Pods. Throw them in jail. Throw them in jail if they eat the Tide Pod. Yeah, I mean, I would argue we have enough problems with our prison structure right now that I don't need. I don't think that the thing that will change kids from eating Tide Pods is that. But I, personally this, speaking, this is the frustration and the lack of patience Pete has with the next generation. Do you think it's because he's teaching kids? Well, here's the thing: he's been a professor adjunct at both St. John's and CW Post out on Long Island. Here's the thing with that theory, and that theory's been bouncing around here in the newsroom in the moments that have followed Pete's prison suggestion. A lot of people go, well, Pete's, Pete's really impatient with the youth. Has Pete ever struck you as a patient person with anybody? I have a hard time imagining now Pete suddenly is Mr. Yeah. Impatient. This kind mm. of feels the same yeah. way Pete, Pete reacts to bosses above him mm. who are older than him who do things that he doesn't like. I just get the feeling Pete wants to live a world where everybody's in prison but him. <laughs> Including all of his real estate agents, <laughs> all of the people, all of those inspectors that, that declined all of the houses that he bid on. And heaven forbid you walk into a bagel store and don't know exactly what you want before That's you get true. it to that counter. That's true. So I want to ask you about Zach Gelb here because in your competition against Gelb, you are now 2-4. and four. You went 0-3 the first week and then 2-1 and one the next he went 0-3 both weeks, so he's 0-6. You have a two-game lead on on him. Is that a two-game lead? Yes, or... it is. 2-4. Two 2-1 and four. Two and a loss column. So I was talking today on the air. We were discussing what happens if he could go 0 for the season, which would be impossible. Do you opposite fade him so you bet all of his picks, but the opposite of his picks in a three-to-lake parlay and try to make money? But when I was doing this, you always gauge the Twitch comments. What's Twitch saying these days about the Gelb competition and about the Gelb picks. You know, they the heat is not on Gelb necessarily yet. And I am shocked we haven't gotten more of the this is why Pat Boyle should have done it stuff. I almost feel like in a weird way, I have more people rooting for me than maybe we imagined. I think that's been the fun part of the games is just root against Mraz at all costs. Where I think that, I could be wrong, but the temperature gauge I have is people very much want to see him dressed up as Matt Rule parking cars. And I think this is like, this is awesome. He sucks. This is great. 
And I kind of feel like him being 0-6 is way better than him being 1-5 because now it just mounts that mystique and pressure. Can he get that elusive first win? Yeah, no, there's a lot of pressure. So you feel as though Gelb has set himself up to be a bit of a villain. Because Connor wasn't a villain. No. And Super Dave wasn't a villain. And I don't think it's hit the extreme yet where people have voodoo dolls with Zach Gelb. I don't know if I, I find myself a little surprised, but I do. The temperature I get is that there's a lot more people backing me that listen to the show that want to see Zach lose. I, I It's just hard to explain. But, like, I, I guess because I also haven't fully separated it. I had that 0-3 week that people haven't totally embraced into, oh, he's putting them away territory. But I just think there's this nice allure of good, Zach. You wanted to be, you know, Mr. Bully, put your hands on Mraz. Now you're 0-6. This is fun. I hope you suffer. Go enjoy parking cars. How'd that feel when he put his hands on you? He grabbed your shirt and pulled it, strong. And pulled, <laughs> pulled it up over your head You know, like a bully. Zach was very tall. He's very big. But he always kind of struck me as feathery. Bit of a softy? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, he's soft. He's a very soft. Gentle giant. A gentle giant. And, and I find him very pleasant in person when I have beers. A very gentle giant, too. But I do have to be honest. When he grabbed my shirt, not only was I not expecting it, I'm not good in trash talk where I have to be violent, too. I'm usually a keyboard warrior. I was not prepared for that, and his hands were very strong. Very strong hands. Do you think people liked that or didn't like it? I think people didn't like it, including I know that Zach Gelb's mother didn't like it as well. No kidding. Zach Gelb, look, sources close to the situation tell me. <laughs> Zach Gelb's mother said, couldn't you get really in trouble for work? You really got to be careful. You shouldn't be getting physical with anybody, that's not right. There are other ways to do it. Zach Gelb's mother was not happy and really gave Zach a talking to, again, sources close to the situation say, that that video surfaced wow. and it became in gift form too. Mommy was not happy. Wow. Let me go down this road. Did you watch the Manti Teo documentary? I have not. I finally just finished Jeter. Manti's next for me. So there is a documentary on Netflix unspoken uh, unbroken there's a it's a documentary series it's not unrivaled is it it's unsomething undisputed yeah. i don't know but it has a manti tail episode it's a very compelling episode for obvious reasons and there is a scene in it where young zach gill was interviewing manti tail how to be fair zach certainly published that on social media accounts yep. multiple times over it's how i'm aware it exists and i'm not sure i would have caught it in real time had he not brought attention to it but sure enough there he is and he asks Manti a question in a press scrum now Manti Teo was 2012 season I remember because the catfishing thing happened our first year on the air yeah we watched the national championship here before an overnight show I remember that yes when they got stomped by Alabama correct so that whole thing was unfolding as we were on the air those first weeks in January, because that was right when it exploded into the national scene, and then they got to play this national championship game. What was, I mean, how, Zach, you told me he's only 27 years old. So 10 years ago, he's 17. When's he, where is he interviewing Manti Teo in a public press setting? So I think he's actually 28 now. Okay. I think I got that feel. So that would have meant he was 18, and if you're 18 in the winter, that's a senior in high school. Yeah. Well, even if he's in college at Temple, he 
where is where is Notre Dame accessible to Zach who lives in New York City or a Temple student to where you could be a student journalist and get front row seats to the second man in the Heisman vote? How did that question. happen? It's a great question. In, in the middle of, by the and, way. And it's not a game played in New York or. Maybe it was at the Heisman? Okay. That the Heisman would make vote, sense. maybe? If it's the Heisman media availability. But then he got press access as a teenager to Heisman? I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus here because I could be completely wrong. But part of why Zach is really good is his father was, you know, basically a legendary producer in the business and really showed him the ropes. It would not shock me in the least if his father pulled some strings and, you know, that's a quality rep. I mean, I'm going to bring my kid 18. Hey. Go be Mr. Media in there. And who knows what he's doing. Maybe it is Temple that he's writing for or whatever. But he he had access at 18 that many young people in the business just frankly wouldn't. And he owes nobody apologies for that. But that would be what I would say. Okay, we'll have to get to the bottom of this because that is an amazing story that at 17 or 18 years old, he is, there's a, Manta Teo sitting down and there's like probably 20 members of the media assembled around him. And he and Zach is sitting in a chair right next to him, <laughs> looking him in the eye as the other 19 media members are watching Zach ask him a question. And I'm like, how the hell at 17 are you getting in front of the second most popular player well, in the nation that year, the first being Johnny Manziel? The only thing I could compare Zach being there to is kind of like, have you seen King Richard yet with Will Smith on the Williams no. sisters? Okay. Or any of the Tiger Woods documentaries. Zach's that is not to this extreme. But he's kind of like Richard Williams or Tiger Woods. Like, he's been raising his son to be a sports radio prodigy since he was, like, three years old. You know, had him all, like, the equipment. He got the practice growing up and and all of that. And I think he, he's basically been the radio version of, I'm going to, you know, put really? my kid in the position to succeed to be great in sports radio. That's so interesting because I've never – his dad has never struck me as a guy that was, like, overbearing I, or anything like and that. And I don't mean it like that. I, I don't mean the way that – I just mean, hey – you're going to be around this your whole life. I'm going to give you all the assets you can to succeed. If Zach wanted to go in another direction, I'm sure he wouldn't have been, you know, no, go out there and talk into a microphone for 12 hours. Not like that kind of dad, but it's a funny way I can kind of relate it to. Well, that's interesting because every time I'm asked, would your kids, would you want your kids in broadcasting? I'm like, not really. I have no inclination for my kids to have to follow my path, even though doors would be open for them. And I would be able to, tutor them and mentor them like hey this is what i did this is a better way to do it this is this you could get a leg up but i don't know i've got no interest in them yeah. doing what i did no i'd much rather my kids actually have the ability to do things i know i couldn't do because i still don't know what i could possibly do if i wasn't doing this okay so you would want your kids to achieve potential that maybe in other areas you don't know if you could have done or not correct whether it's medicine education medicine Actual athletics, not talking about athletics. Not Taylor walks around with a play stethoscope. You want to go be a vet, a doctor, anything? Please. I couldn't do it. Uh, a lawyer. But you would want to know if they could do it. Maybe you could have done it. But then it. it tells me my bloodline told me at some point if my mind had been focused the right way, I'm going to do that. But maybe that's Danielle's bloodline. I mean, again, I, meet her father. <laughs> I, her mother, maybe different story. Her father, you know, was a garbage man and has been basically driving Uber, you know, for the last 10 years. I, what do you want me to tell you? I mean, it's not like Albert Einstein's coming from <laughs> over that side.
<laughs> okay. Hey, by the way, we haven't done this in a couple of years. Last year didn't come together, but you're going to be making your way up to my neck of the woods on Saturday. And so we're going yeah. to get a little hoedown together uh, on my deck. Oh, down. You're going to do some apple picking because I uh, am from and live in apple picking country in the Hudson Valley. So you're going to come over. You're going to do the apple picking with the girls first, then come over. We'll have some pumpkin beers. I was thinking about buying the beers for you to come over. Then I'm like, is it too early for pumpkin? Because the last time you did this two years ago, it was a little later in the season. It was colder. It was October. Yeah, yeah this is a September hit. And it's uh, warm. It's still 70s. I am not a fan of pumpkin beers over 65 degrees even. I'm a Klingon to summer at all costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a fan of all of this stuff in September. However, I am trying to be a better man. I'm trying not to be negative about the fall because I do like the fall. I just prefer the summer. The fall is my wife's favorite season. She wants the girls to be very fally. We are going up to Appletown. We're going to be picking the apples. We're going to be having the apple cider donuts. It's time to just take every can of pumpkin beer I could find, shove them all over my body, put them down my mouth, and just be one with fall if that's what my family likes. But what would you prefer? You would prefer not to have pumpkin beer. Because I'm not in the mood for pumpkin beer yet. No, I I would prefer us to to dig a pool in your backyard to open up 17 Modellos and uh, basically have fireworks going on. So you would still want refreshing summer beers? Yes, but... I kind of feel like if I'm coming out of an orchard, like it's the Field of Dreams fields, right? <laughs> the smell of apples in the air. I don't know that then I could follow that experience with a Corona. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, bottom line is this. I mean, you could give me NyQuil chicken. I'd probably drink it after dealing with two kids in an apple <laughs> vineyard or whatever. You well, the world-famous DA ribs are coming on Saturday. I'm very excited for that. Because we didn't do that last time, right? No, we didn't. Um, no, we definitely didn't. I think we did chicken and salmon and I think you were trying to get me to lose weight. I don't know. No, we, we didn't do that. Uh, ribs, a Danielle staple. Oh yeah. One of her favorite foods, but doesn't order it enough because of the messiness that yeah. goes with it. But she loves ribs for sure. Okay. Okay. Very good. We'll do a couple of racks of ribs, um, and some other stuff. But, uh, yeah, I didn't know the beer question's an interesting question because, you know, October pumpkin beers, Oktoberfest is everywhere, but it's just still so warm. I can't do well, those deep, dark beers when it's 80 degrees. I mean, Sunday watching NFL football, it was 80 degrees on my deck, and yeah. it's New York. I mean, I get it if it's Florida, if it's Virginia, if it, you know, Texas, but I'm like, right, why am I drinking heavy beer right now? Saturday, I was crushing during the Auburn-Penn State game. It was my sister's 30th. I was crushing Konas. I, was, I had a couple of Modellos. Mm-hmm. So I was in the mix of the summer beers. But why does it have to be all or nothing? I, you know, I could have a okay. couple Coronas and a couple pumpkin beers. Okay. You know, you want to you have the summer beers on ice? Maybe I'll bring the pumpkin beers. Okay. You get a taste of fall, but you don't have to commit to fall. True. That is true. Yeah, you can do a little little tasters. It's just that I... You don't like I, switching. Yeah, once I have one beer, I like to... That was a problem in my younger days of just like, oh, yeah, I'll have a Peroni. Now I'll have a Corona. Now I'll have a Bud Light. Now I'll have a Guinness. Yeah. I no longer I just... care. I no longer care. Because you know what? Everybody comes over my house all the time, and I get 40 different types of beers left. And then I end up drinking the scraps because they're left to my friend. I want to rotate. I realize now I don't care. I could have six different beers, and one night doesn't phase me. Speaking of, do we know if Bogus finished all the beers? Oh, no. If you finished all the beers with I'm Bogus? Close. Not so all of them. It lasted the whole summer. I finished all the beers that I prefer. If you remember, I ordered knowing people to come over. I still have some Stella and some Heineken Light left, which would both be my father and Daniel's stepfather's go-to where they're kind of grab and go. So 
they'll be gone within the fall. But we got close. I didn't end up drinking them all this summer. Did not. Wow, so Bogues bought you enough beer to get through the summer. Get through the summer. I only had to hit the beer distributor this summer three times, and it was only because I was going somewhere where I didn't have necessarily what I was in the mood for to bring, if you will. Like, I had been drinking all this at home. Let me switch it up. I'm going to do, yeah. you know, a, a Blue Point here or something like that. Wow. Yeah, so, it lasted me the whole summer. That was that much beer, for sure. So bowling for beers delivered in a yeah. big way. And there was a couple definite, like, birthday parties and stuff at my house, for, and the beer lasted. Unreal. Yeah. And I don't remember, people still brought beer when they didn't have to, and that's part of the reason it all didn't go. But, yeah, I ha- I still have some. Wow. Look, that was a big payoff. I hear you guys are going to be talking on Side B about uh, Captain Jack. Yeah, I don't care. Kurt Herbstreit will not die for me. Uh, you guys can bury the storyline all you want. <laughs> it happened on a Thursday, bury. Friday. We never do PGP stuff off of stuff that happened on a Thursday, Friday. And Jack Stern gave us an answer, and I didn't like it, about why he typed Kurt Herbstreit. Yeah, he, he typed this on Thursday Night Football. We talked about it on Friday morning. And then we saw Monday. Was it Monday morning? I think so. Yes, it was. Monday morning. Uh, yes. And yes. we got a response to his Monday morning quarterbacking, if you will, on why he typed Kurt Herbstreit. And it didn't sit well with me. <laughs> it didn't sit well. Okay, that's side B. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Howdy-do-de-do. The voice is still raspy. How are you? It's Mraz here on Side B. With the bogeyman, Andrew Bogish. Bogish, hello, how are you? Now, I'm no doctor, but if your voice is still like this because of crying and yelling about week one Giants, I don't think the problem was week one Giants. It wasn't. And and this was my point all along. Did it help that I screamed on that ring bell door camera a week ago? No, it did not. It did not help. The problem is... I'm sorry, I don't care what this is. I get really, really, really crappy allergies in the early spring and early autumn. And really, other than the eye itching, the back of the throat is what takes the hit the worst, which is yeah. not really good in a job that requires a lot of speaking, Bogus. There are things you can do, you know. You can have some tea, get one of those neti pot right. things, clean out those sinuses. 
You're right. No, they're like protect your I, I protect believe, your uh, your instruments. I am I am trying to protect my instrument. It eat better, drink more water. Yeah, that was that felt like a dietary shot. A little bit. You think I wouldn't have allergies if I ate more salads? Um, wouldn't that put more greens in there? I could be potentially allergic to. I mean, anything, I have allergies because of plants. Now you want me to eat healthier? Yeah, it doesn't really work like that. I don't. I mean, you could, I guess, theoretically be allergic to you know some green beans, but that's not the same thing as like pollen and. But grass. wouldn't pollen be on romaine? No, I think that's. I mean, you're supposed to rinse that stuff off, but I think they do as well before are it we, gets to you. Are we really still rinsing off the veggies? I mean, you should have done it beforehand. That's not a COVID thing. You should have been rinsing things off yeah, before you Yeah, but now they have it. all those sprinklers in the supermarkets, you know, on the bushes. Yeah, I'd still, I'd still rinse off. The bushes of vegetables. Yeah. If you're going to eat things without taking the skin off, I would still give a little quick rinse. I had an apple yesterday. I rinsed that bad boy off before I ate it. I guess I rinse an apple. I don't rinse it like an orange. Well, you're taking the peel off. Or banana. a banana. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, first of all, I can't believe we're two minutes in and this has just become a shot at me. That was not the plan. That never but happens. Speaking of shots at people, you know, when we do the PGP, we oftentimes rehash things that happen on Monday or Tuesday on the show. And a lot of times we could let things that happen later in the week, last week, kind of go. They're not discussed. Right, missed the cutoff. To me, there's something that can't be let go. Okay. Because there was a behind-the-scenes follow-up on Monday. I'm not letting Kurt Herbstreit go. I'm not letting Jack Stern call <sighs> Kirk Herbstreit, Kurt Herbstreit, on a long tweet about how much he loved the man, go. It's an unacceptable tweet, and his reasoning was unacceptable. He tweeted back that damn autocorrect, essentially. Yeah. Jack Stern is in the office Monday morning. We walk in. And, you know, Jack Stern's being Jack Stern. He's typing away. He's, I'll say this about Jack Stern. He tries really, really, really hard to do a good job. Yes. He does a good job working. He tries too hard to be part of the gang. But that could happen naturally. I, You know, I don't even... Minded because I I actually prefer talking to Jack Stern compared to some of these other people. Maybe yeah. because I want to see where the quirkiness goes. What I mean by trying hard is Jack Stern working is a lot like the Kirk Herb Street, the Kurt Herb Street tweet in that there's a long path to trying success, but a lot of easy stumbles that don't need to happen. He. Look, there were some tape issues Sunday morning. I'm not going to lie. Monday morning where, you know, he just flat out didn't know he could cut certain highlights and stuff. And he asked and he had the right attitude and learned. But the reason I bring that up is he he makes a very simple mistake to go on this long process, which is what that tweet was. Oh, and he's waxing poetic. Get the guy's name right. So anyway, DA comes in on Monday morning. Hey, morning, Mraz. Good morning, Bogues. Good morning, Pete. Hey, Jack Stern. That's how he likes calling mm-hmm. Jack's name. He looks at Jack Bogues. And he flat out brings up the Kurt Herbstreit. And Jack is ready to go. Last night, Jack is trying to compliment Kirk Herbstreit on the broadcast. And says all these wonderful, loving, glowing, nice things about him. But types out Kurt, K-U-R-T, and Herbstreit, (laughs) S-T-R-E-I-G-H-T. So Jack's trying to do something nice. It also at mentions Thursday Night Football on Prime. <laughs> <laughs> a true Schwartz move. So, Kurt. so 
Here he is trying to be complimentary and trying to say how much he loves him, but he is completely butchering the guy's name that A is a household name already for his football analysis. How much can you love a guy if you don't really know his name? <laughs> you can't go 90 on the Autobahn with no wheels. Like he, and I tested it to give Jack the benefit of the doubt. 5.30 a.m. I tried typing Kirk. It never corrected it to Not Kirk. Not even a little bit. So that was his, that was his response tweet was, oh, autocorrect. Yeah. But I oh, think he thought autocorrect. No. Yeah. No, but here's no, here's my theory. No, no, that's a bad excuse. I think my theory is he still didn't realize he got the first name wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like he he, he thinks he, it he, is Kirk. Yes. I mean Kurt. Yes, he blamed oh, the autocorrect on the last name and he still thinks it's Kurt Herbstreet. It would be like after 20 years calling the number 1 game on the NFL Fox package or CBS and calling Super Bowls calling him Jim Madden and spelling Madden <laughs> like Joe Madden, M-A-D-D-O-N. <laughs> I mean, Kurt Herbstreit is an all-time And blames that on autocorrect. You just got to own it. He is ready to defend himself. He goes, you know, Damon, I, I feel the need to defend myself. I, I need to defend myself. So, look, the Kurt Kirk thing was autocorrect. The Herbstreit, I... I just had a lapse. I, I I don't know what I was doing. I should have double checked. So he admitted, he admitted that he screwed up spelling his last name wrong, but would not commit to the Kurt Kirk thing. Right. Which I think is the opposite. I could argue that for some reason autocorrect gave you Kurt Herb straight. Yeah. But you should still get Kirk. And he goes on this long thing about being from Colorado, and that's where Chris Fowler is. So he would never screw up Kirk Herb Street's right. thing because he's partners with Fowler. Uh, you heard a little bit of this. Your thoughts on the excuse. Well, it connects to the tape issue that you kind of brushed over. Um, Jack's got to get a little bit of humility, and he's got to learn to fall on his sword. Like, right now, and we're all guilty of this, Jack can't be wrong. He tried to tell, in a, in a bad way, how he wasn't really wrong, that he got screwed by his iPhone with the Herbstray right. tweet. And then, with the sound that was missing, he didn't just go, oh, all right, my bad, and went and got it. He made a point of coming, of circling back again and saying, you guys understand why I didn't do it in the first place, right? Like, he had to prove that it wasn't, a, and like, Look, nobody was mad, nobody was angry, nobody it's was like, like Andy Pettit dock with him hours. It's like Andy Pettit with steroids. Andy Pettit doesn't get the same treatment Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens does because he flat out just said, I did him. That's yeah. it. Right. I'm, I was trying to get back healthy. Jack Stern's got a little Clemens and Bonds in him here with the yeah, mistakes. Yeah, you just got everyone, and it wasn't a big deal. Like, so I get, sometimes you, like, grasp for straws to cover your ass in a big situation. This is not a big situation at all. It was a learning thing. Right. All you have to do is go, Look, oh, all right, I got it. No right. problem. You didn't do this. Let us who've been here for a while explain how it needs to be done. Yeah. And then you don't make that same mistake again. That's all a tape issue was with Jack Stern. But he makes that excuse, and it goes back to Kurt Herbstreit. Right. He wanted to write something deep and thoughtful because he he considers himself, I think, a journalist more than anything. That's sure. kind of what he's going for. He's writing on CBSSportsRadio.com, yeah. and he wants to give you this deep, typed-out thought about how good he thinks Kirk Herbstreet is at Thursday Night Football but can't get the guy's name right. And he's so embarrassed that he screwed up that admitting that you didn't realize his name is Kirk and not Kurt would be the worst thing in his mind he could do. It's okay. Because his... Rationale, his explanation was that he wrote Kirk correctly, but it wasn't capitalized. And then when he fixed Bizarre. it, it somehow got to Kurt. But then in this, DA brings up Raz. 
Right. And Jack goes, yeah, no, I knew it was Mraz, but I just didn't like, I don't like the M, so I left it off. Yeah, what do you mean you don't like the M? I, even if you the don't, whole, even if you hate the M, even my, the M kills your family, you can't change a person's nickname. Well, not only that, my last name is Morash that a guy couldn't say and it turned into Mraz on the show. The M is what starts the whole thing. Without right. the M, there's not even a connection to my original last name. He has He's in no position to just drop an M off your last name, your he's nickname, not. whatever. You just can't do that. He's in there no are rules. He's in no position whatsoever. Now, Pete gives you the boss take. Of course. I got to get these guys in line. I got to do it. When, when, Pete's all talk as a boss. Like, what does that mean? You got to get these guys in line. I've already done the job of explaining what needs to be done to him. Yeah. All you're going to do is go basically berate him and yell at him, and everything that I just installed in him to not make that mistake gets melted, and then he thinks, I'm just complaining after we've had the conversation. Yeah. Well, he just, so at least with this, can I even tell Pete anything? No, you can't. Because I can't tell Pete anything employees are doing. Because also, the same thing happened to me on Monday. There was a different issue with a different tape-off from Sunday night, and it was actually one that had arisen the previous Sunday that I had written an email about, and the same kind of oversight was made. So I said it to Pete, and he's like, oh, good. Well, I'm making schedules later, as in, like, now I'll leave him off uh-huh. the schedule. And I'm like, I'm just going to email him one more time. It's okay. He's like, all right, CC me on that. Uh-huh. So, like, now I can't even, like, if I tell, a, you know, about one little thing, the kids are going to get, you know, excommunicated from the group. I'm, I'm trying to be a player's leader here in the locker room. I know. That's all you are. I, I really am. Setting the tone. I don't want, because I don't like seeing people get in trouble. I really don't, because I know that feeling. When you're young, you're working your way up. You, it sucks. Yeah. It just sucks. I, you know, and maybe, and by the way, does Jack Stern help himself with the excuses? No, and I've been there with excuses, but it sucks. You don't want to constantly be eating crap. You don't want to eat, you don't want to eat the same crap twice. That's right, the unless best you're saving your dog. Right. Yeah. Like, if you've already eaten it from somebody, you don't want a day later for Pete to come in when you've already heard it and knew the mistake you made. <laughs> right. So I'm at a conundrum of Pete the Bossy Bilotti. I, I think if I've already hand, I think I can only go to Pete with things that I didn't take care of myself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the way to go because you don't need to be the person that's escalating. You don't need to be Mike Evans. Right. Where Pete's the one that does the shoving, but it's like you're ushering him in but it's to come through. Pete, it's almost what Pete... Like, I don't know that Pete has the general interest in his mind. His mind, he thinks he has the general best interest of, like, I want the best station to operate. But I think in Pete's mind, he really just wants to yell at people. Yeah, he wants to drop the hammer. He's yeah. looking for reasons yeah, he wants to, to flex a muscle, Correct. send a message, get to this new generation that doesn't work as hard. He's, he's out there looking for, for targets. Power trip Pete the body. Well, that was your behind the scenes, behind the curtain here. Kurt Herbstreit. Into Pete the Bossy Bilotti. Uh, Happy side B, Bogues. Yeah, same to you, Sean. You can follow Bogues on Twitter. At Andrew Bogues. You can follow me, at Mraz CBS. Have a great week, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.